really about um, the, the declaration of us saying, we're going to change the atmosphere. We're going to start with me and my house on the inside. I'm a temple of God. And we're going to go into our workplace, in our immediate house, in our family, our relationships. And we're going to change the atmosphere. We're going to bring the presence of God. We're not going to just uh, settle for the environment that is, but we're, we believe that we have the power with the Holy Spirit to bring peace and joy and his presence to bring heaven to earth. Uh, and that doesn't mean that people do what we want them to do. It just simply means that we can bring the peace of God and allow people to do whatever they want, but they are affected by that presence. And so today, for the next two weeks, we're going to be hitting the power of our words and how our words shape our atmosphere. And, uh, and to sort of drive that home a little bit, we have a video that I think the team is ready to play as they cue it up. Go. to see the plant, I was like, a plant is getting bullied. Like, it's not normal. I think it's an excellent project. To have something tangible that it can actually physically be a part of is, I think, going to be very powerful. As the weeks passed, I started noticing that the one that was being bullied uh, started kind of to droop. While the plant that was being complimented, it was, it was flourishing and beautiful. It's raised the profile massively of different forms of bullying and the effects that bullying can have on people. What a unique, a unique illustration that uh, words have a powerful effect. And uh, that over the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about the power of words. And we're going to kind of be breaking it down into three categories. Um, the words that we, that we hear, the words that we listen to, the words that we repeat to ourselves, and the words that we share or pass on to others. The words that we, that we internalize, the words that we repeat to ourselves, and then what we pass on to others. And so today is really going to be highlighting the first two, the words that we, that we hear, the words that we subject ourselves to. Can you imagine how many words you hear every day? I mean, I'm not just talking about the words in your head that 
aren't real, but you're listening to them, although those count. But just in general, through the songs and words that we read, words that we hear through, you know, videos that we watch on YouTube or shows that we listen to or people we surround ourselves with, conversations we have, all of those dynamics, all of the words that we listen to, and, and then the words that we, the message that we send ourselves ultimately impacts what we pass on to others. And so that's what we're going to hit. Um, when I was about 23 years old, no, I was about 21 years old, I was an intern in the Northwest, and um, I felt pretty good about myself. Didn't know that there was anything wrong with my physical appearance. Uh, I was a relatively confident young man, and uh, I was an intern at a church in Olympia. And uh, I had security duty. So I went out into the, the parking lot um, because there was a gentleman that was sort of being disruptive in the church. And uh, the ushers had sort of escorted him out to the parking lot to just kind of take a breather. And so I went out there to, you know, just kind of have a good conversation. Like, hey, how's it going? You know, what's going on in your life? And at some point in the conversation, it went south. And I know it went south because his facial expressions changed towards me. And he looked at me in my eyes. And then he looked slightly further down at my mouth, highlighting my teeth. And he said to me, you can open up a can with those things. Wow, aggressive. At the time, I hadn't, I hadn't had braces yet. Didn't think I needed them. In that moment, I realized, I got to get me some braces. This is an issue. I mean, it's an obstacle. It's pe- keeping people from God. I mean, this is, this is borderline sin. Needless to say, about, uh, about nine months later, I had braces. The power of our words. They affect us. They affect others. Proverbs chapter 18 says in verse 21, Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who eat it will enjoy its fruit. But I don't want to just talk about a surface level like, hey... We need to learn how to be more encouraging. We need to learn how to say better things. But I believe that there's a deeper message for us. And like I said, it's going to be in two parts. Um, But before we get to there, in order for us to understand the power of words, the power of words that we hear, the power of words that we internalize, the power of words that we share to shift the atmosphere, if, if we're ever going to understand really the power of words, then we have to look at the one who spoke the universe into existence. And you don't, you don't have to do that deep of a dive in, 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 in biblical theology to recognize that God places a really high value on the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and that word is Jesus. And when Jesus walked around, oh, by the way, he spoke a word to the wind and the waves, and the waves were calm. He spoke a word to, to um, Lazarus, and he rose out of the grave. He spoke a word to the blind man. He spoke a word to the demon, and the demon's like, no, just throw us into the pigs. We're out of here. Jesus just spoke a word, and it was done. And what I love about this 
Not only did God create you and me, create the world with a word, not only did Jesus have authority and power, but the Bible says that, that this same God speaks a better word over you and me. This is such a powerful scripture. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24 says this, and we have come to Jesus who establishes a new covenant with his blood sprinkled upon the mercy seat, blood that continues to speak a better word than that of Abel. Listen to this, a proclamation of grace. I love that. Such a powerful picture that this God of the universe that has power, creative power in the spoken word has released a better word that supersedes whatever word that you've heard in your life, whatever word has held you back, whatever word that's, that's created a stronghold of fear, of doubt, of insecurity, all of us have those things. And Jesus continually from heaven sends out a better word for you. Oh, it's amazing. We could stop right there. We could just plant ourselves on that scripture. It's a better word. The question is, are we hearing it? I'll get back to that. So let's break it down into three categories, as I said. Throw them up there. Um, words we listen to, words we repeat to ourselves, and words we pass on to others. Have you thought about how much the words you listen to affect you? And again, We've done series talking about the enemy and the enemy having a seat at your table and whispering things, and, and, and that's real, but I'm not the person that subscribes to, like, the enemy's always in your ear. The enemy's not omnipresent. He's not everywhere, so he's not always in your ear. Um, listen, you have enough negative thoughts in your ear to last a lifetime because that's just our human nature. Anybody with me? And so, and so we got to listen to a better word, unfortunately, we got, we got words coming at us all the time, don't we? From every which way. And we decide, typically, mostly, who and what we listen to, the words that come in, the words that we read, what we interact with on social media, what we do in terms of watching, right? What podcasts we listen to. Like, we have information. Listen, this is the information age, and everyone has a platform to say something. How many know everyone's got an opinion about everything? And then people have opinions about the opinions that people have on everything. And it's a whole industry. I mean, you can create millions of dollars with just a few followers on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube because I had an opinion about something. It doesn't even matter if it's true. And so, and so I say that to say, how important is it? What value do you place on what you give your ears to? I'm telling you. It's more powerful than you think. Because God has said, words are powerful. In fact, there's life and death in them. And it's shaping something. It's creating something. It's creating an environment in your soul. So powerful. Um, Luke chapter 6, verse 45 says this. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I don't have that scripture, sorry. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, don't miss this. What you consume in terms of information, what you internalize becomes your vocabulary and therefore shapes what my house will be. 
And you know this because, listen, how many of you know, when this isn't right, like our relationship with God, look, when you're not in a good place, right? Because you're frazzled, because you're frustrated, because you're hurt, because you're tired, right? Your emotional tank is empty. How many know that like when you're not good, ain't nothing good? And all the husbands and wives are like, amen, right? I mean, like Heather's not in here right now, but I'll just tell you, I'm, I'm glad that I'm not preaching next week's series today because I just... I've been a little like this week with Heather. She'll be the first to admit it. Like I have been convicted because I know, and I know where it's coming from. It's coming from stress. It's coming from frustration. It's coming from just like feeling a little bit, you know, behind the eight ball, right? And and what, what comes out? It's because out of the abundance of the heart, wherever your heart is at, it's going to come out. You can pretend it. You can hide it. You can, you, right? You can do all that. You can like really try to be encouraging. And I, and I encourage you to do all that. But at the end of the day, what's in there will come out. And so this message is so important. And, I, and I've preached messages before and I've heard messages before on words. And they're really just around explaining the power of words and then why we should, why we should speak better. And I appreciate those sermons. But in, in, in consistency with who we are as a church, we're heart church. Let's start with the source. Because otherwise, it's just putting a Band-Aid. Listen, if you're married, you guys are bickering, it's just a Band-Aid to get together and go, hey, let's argue less. Well, that's a good idea, right? In a relationship, like, that's a, let's, that's a good place to start. But there's something deeper there of why you guys are... And, 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 and I promise you that at least at some level, it has to do with, what am I taking in? What words am I putting my ears to? And then what words am I speaking to myself? Because that informs what's going to be coming out, the perspective that I, that I have. And it's easy to blame someone else for why I'm frustrated and why I'm snappy, right? That's, that's the worst version of me is I blame Heather for me being short-tempered. Well, it's because you're, and you don't, right? Husbands, you know what I'm talking about. Don't stare at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Right? Because you, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, out of the abundance of the heart I speak. Not out of the abundance of my wife I speak. Out of the abundance of me comes flowing fresh water or bitter water. So this week, this past week, has it been more fresh or bitter? Don't answer that. Just think it. More fresh or bitter? This is going to be a good sermon, Danny. Come on. It's everywhere. The message, the message that's coming at us is everywhere. It, it's, it, and, and, and I hope, if nothing else, this message opens up your eyes to see that reality. You are probably subjecting yourself to, to more messages that are not healthy for you than you know of. Because when you're in it and you're used to listening to all those podcasts, and when you're listening, you're, when you're used to, you know, having that friend always in your ear and this and that, right? You're, that music you listen to, right? Like when you're used to all that, it's just my life. But when your eyes are open to, oh, you mean all that affects me? 
Oh, you mean words are powerful. I see now my perspective. Wow, you mean I need to pay attention to all that stuff. Well, only if you want to have healthy relationships. Only if you want to shift the atmosphere with your words. Only if you want life and fresh water flowing from you. If that's what you want, this message is important. You with me? It's almost like we get to choose the playlist that we listen to. I love playlists. Now, the problem with playlists is they play on a loop, and, um, and, and you don't add to them. I mean, I'm sorry. That, that, um, when, playlists that you create are just that. They're X number of songs, and no one mysteriously adds or takes away from those songs. It just is what it is. So, like, I have a worship playlist, and my worship playlist right now is, is only three songs. And these three songs I've played too much. And so I don't even go to this playlist anymore because I'm just tired of these three songs. Because <laughs> it's just over and over. Which is awesome if you've selected a good playlist that day. But every day, you get to select, what's the playlist that you're going to let influence your life? This is a great message for students, by the way. If you haven't had this talk with your kids, you really should because we're all selecting playlists. What friends that we listen to, what do we watch on TV, what, do we, what music are we intaking, what, what uh, you know, news stations and podcasts and all this garbage, all this information we're taking in. Not to mention the enemy and just ourselves talking to us. It's a huge playlist. So I want to introduce you to my friend Joshua. He can relate. And the rest of this message is just going to kind of be unpacking a little bit of this story behind Joshua. Because, because Joshua finds himself in a unique place. Now, this message, is, it, as it stands, is powerful. But it's especially powerful when you're walking through something. And many of us in 2022 started the year going, whoa, walking through something. This wasn't what I expected. And in moments like this, when you're facing something where you're like, wow, that's, that's not what I expected, that pressure puts, puts extra strain on what flows out of you. And Joshua finds himself in a place where Moses just died. And he's standing at the edge of the Jordan River in Joshua chapter 1. And God's saying, lead the people. And it's, it's brutal because Joshua is facing one of his greatest fears. His greatest failures. Because 40 years earlier, he stood on that riverbank. And he said, come on, guys. Let's do it. We can take the land. It's awesome. Flowing with milk and honey. It's going to be great. He comes back, gives a report, no one listens. So Joshua tried to lead, only to fail. Half the congregation died right there, and the other half died over the next 40 years. Joshua's the only one left, so he's been carrying the regret, the failure of this for 40 years. Like, I wasn't able to lead. But it's okay because he had Josh, he had Moses. And Moses was with him. Moses was his comforter. Moses was his, his uh, um, binky, his, his security blanket, right? 
We all need that. We all have that person in our life. And so it's going to be fine because as long as I got Moses, we're good. Unfortunately, Joshua chapter 1 starts out with God saying, Moses is dead. Yikes. Does your past ever talk to you? It's like the wind has a voice. Joshua standing on that riverbank. I promise you, his past was talking to him. The words that you listen to. Notice the words that God speaks to Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, verse 3. Every place that your, the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. No man should be able to stand against you before uh, all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of a good courage. Here's the deal. What are you listening to? No, leave that up. What are you listening to? Because, because who you're listening to, what you're listening to, the message that you're internalizing informs everything about your life. It definitely informs the words that you speak, which is next week. But this informs everything. And Joshua's standing on this riverbank. Who knows the kinds of messages he's nursing and rehearsing about his failure. And God shows up and gives him this message. Now look at the potency of this message based on where Joshua has been. First of all, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. So you remember last time, 40 years ago, you tried to take it. You failed. You're a failure, Joshua. There's no way you're going to make it. And God says, well, that's an ungodly belief. That's a stronghold. That's a lie. Let me just replace that lie with something different. Now, you get to decide whether or not you're going to hear it. Then he says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Well, what happened 40 years ago? Well, 10 other spies took it from him. They stood against him and prevailed. And so Joshua's going, I couldn't lead the 10 spies. How, am I, how in the world am I going to lead the whole congregation now that Moses is gone? I'm a failure. And God says, that's an ungodly belief. No. Look, no man will be able to stand against you. And then God says, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and very courageous. I will not leave you. Well, who just left him? Moses. So you see how God's literally picking apart all of those lies that Joshua is trying to leverage and the enemy's coming at him. This is, this is a simple illustration of how the enemy and how our world leverages the truth against you. All those things are true. Joshua was a failure. There's no way he should be able to pull this off. And Moses just left him, so he's alone. And God's saying, let me, let me give you a different message because I'm gonna speak a better word over you. The important thing is you gotta hear it. This is the message that you have to hear from God. God is constantly speaking a better word over you and it can come in a lot of different forms. The people you hang out with, the music that you listen to, the things that you read, the things that you internalize is speaking a better word over you 
that's gonna change you from the inside. God is telling Joshua that his real enemy is not the Canaanites or the Jesusites. It's not another person or a situation. We easily lash out at other people when we don't know this. Each of us fight the pain of our past and the fear of our future. So God says, change the playlist. Change the playlist. What's your playlist? Remember when Joshua and Moses went out to the tenant meeting and Moses met with God face to face as a man meets with his friend, Exodus chapter 33. The Bible says Joshua, he hung out. Moses left the tent and the Bible says that Joshua just stayed. Because I need a new playlist. The playlist that you choose informs everything about your life. Hearing God speak a better word over you. So how do I know if I'm listening to the right voice? His words always bring courage. The next thing that God speaks to Joshua. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and very courageous. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Does the playlist you listen to on repeat give you courage to follow God? Does the playlist that you listen to, that you have on repeat, the people you hang out with, the stuff you watch on TV, like all of the words that are informing who you are, Do you wake up and you go, come on, let's follow Jesus. Yes, we can do it again. My failures don't define me. God is good. He's moving us forward. Or is it just the same old noise? We need each other. I hope I can be that for you. And you can be that for me. I want you to be a part of my playlist. Because you encourage me. You build, this is why we need each other, because we need a playlist. And you know what? You're part of my playlist. Alex is on my playlist, right? Because we build one another up. It's so powerful. Take advantage of your playlist. I didn't even have this in my notes. Take advantage of your playlist. Come on. This right here is your playlist. So you might, well, I don't have anybody's phone number. Well, quit feeling sorry for yourself and go meet some people and get some phone numbers. Come on, like, let's, let, let, let's build a playlist, right? Like, boom, I need, I need to encourage today. I need to encourage somebody today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a part of somebody's encouraging playlist today. I need some encouragement today. Come on, this is a powerful dynamic that we have right here, and that's what we do as Heart Church. Mm. Philip's on my playlist. I need you, Philip. Don't quit calling me now. (laughs) Notice what God says to Joshua next. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. God's saying to, to Joshua, that great encourager that you had with you is gone. That thing that seems so stable in your life is gone. So what will you do 
when things shift. And I think that it's a prophetic word for us as a church because if, if you've been paying attention in 2022, a few things at Heart Church have shifted. There's been a lot of dynamics going on at our church. Now listen, I don't, I have, I have an overcomer mentality. I don't believe that, I mean, are we under attack? Well, yeah, I mean, the enemy hates what God's doing at Heart Church. But I think more than anything, the Bible says in, in uh, James that we should count it all joy when we fall into various trials because the testing of our faith produces patience and per- perseverance. And I believe that God is doing something in our lives because he wants us to be strong. Like the rebar needs to go deep because we're going high. Like God has an incredible plan for you, for your family. And so when you face stuff, it's making you stronger. But in those moments, it's so important. Your playlist is so important. Because when you face something and the wind comes against you like Joshua, and God's like, hey, listen, Moses is gone, that great encourager. So what will you do when things shift? And it's interesting because God spoke to us, the word for the year was rise up. God told Joshua, arise, arise. And, and, and what I love about that, that, um, that word arise, I did a little deep dive, a little geek out on that, on that word, what that word means. And it means to... Take your rightful place. Come on. God's saying to Joshua, listen, I know your world is just blown up. Your, your mentor is gone. You feel alone. You feel inadequate to lead these people. And oh, by the way, you're exactly back in the same spot as your greatest failure. I get all that. So I'm telling you, arise. Take your rightful place that I have given you. And start listening to the right playlist because that playlist single-handedly can dismantle those lies and those schemes of the enemy and those, and those insecurities and those things that are lodged in you. My playlist is perfectly designed to dismantle that whole thing so that you can step into the rightful place that God has for you. And so why does God allow opposition? Well, because it makes us stronger. It makes us who God's created us to be, but it has everything to do with positioning ourselves to first and foremost hear the word of the Lord. And then I wrote this, you need to know how to encourage yourself. And I've preached on this before, but we need to learn how to encourage ourselves because it's not enough to just hear words. We have to repeat them to ourselves because you already repeat words. Just like you already subject yourself to hearing words, you already repeat words to yourself. You've created a narrative about your life. And whether you believe it or not, those words actually come out of your mouth. You think them, but they also come out of your mouth and you talk about your circumstances. You talk about what your finances will or won't be. You talk about your gift mix. You talk about your lack of holiness and your past. And you talk about your friends and all... You create a narrative for your life. It's called the confession of your faith. And by faith, the Bible says faith is, uh, um, we, we, we create faith by the spoken word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we speak, it creates a belief system in us and all of us do that all the time. And so we need to know how to encourage ourselves. These are the words we repeat to our 
Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. The next thing that God says to Joshua is this. The book of the, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. It's, it's, it, night. it's not enough to hear someone say it. Courage comes from the conversations you have with your self. So this is the next step in words. The power of words is saying it, repeating it, allowing the word of God to come out of you. And I'll tell you that a great practical way to do this is in prayer. Now, I, I get it. Like, Having a deep, long prayer life is not everybody's cup of tea, uh, and, and I'm sure we're all kind of growing in that, but even just in the car, driving to work, just beginning to pray, but not, don't pray lame prayers like, God, thank you for this day. Lord, help me not to get in a car accident, right? Traveling mercies, which is such a lame prayer. Um, and God, I pray that you know, you be with Betty Joe, and it's just like, okay, that's fine. But like, when we pray the word of God and we declare some things, it's super powerful to change the atmosphere in our own soul. And so here's how I pray. God, I thank you that you're with me today. God, I thank you that you've already gone before me today. And so I do lift up those that are in need. I thank you that you're good, that you're already working things out. And so I pray for breakthrough. God, I thank you that there is a miracle coming. God, I thank you that I'm not alone today. And this is my word that I repeat to myself. And when I catch myself saying something that's, that's not in alignment with God's word, I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to take that back and I'm going to replace it with, no, God, I thank you that you are, you're good that you're my healer, you're my restorer, that you are my provider. And so, God, I may have some needs today. I, I may, you know, the bank account and those things, I'm not going to ignore that. But, God, I thank you that you are my provider. So I'm going to do everything I can in my power. But at the end of the day, my faith is in what you do for me. And so I'm going to declare that. And so I'm going to use those words to create what my house will be. And some of you guys are creating what your house will be with your words, and it's just lame. It's never a house you'd want to live in. Are you with me? Yes. Don't, don't create your house with your words and a house you wouldn't want to stay in. Create a house that you want to live in. And it starts with an incredible playlist that's going to be playing in that house. It's a beautiful house. Jesus says that I go and prepare a place for you, mansion for you. It's a beautiful house. So create a house with your words that's inconsistent with who God is in your life and what he's doing in your life. Don't circle the drain with your words. I love this um, illustration uh, between a lion and a car horn. Just just. This is the illustration of the power of when a spoken word comes out of our mouth in agreement with heaven. So get this, a lion's roar and a car horn are both roughly 114 decibels. A lion's roar and a loud car horn, same decibels. Watch this. However, a lion's roar can be heard five miles away while a car horn falls short of even half a mile. Because of, the, because of the, the low roar that travels. Same decibels, but the low frequency of a roar five miles away. 
So here's the thing. Every day, we're surrounded by the car horn. Just me, 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 me. I didn't mean that to mean your spouse, by the way, so don't, don't do this. I'm talking about the noise of our world, right? The dynamics, the issues, the people, the conversations, the, right? And it's just the world we live in. But there's a roar to tap into that can be heard five miles away. And when Joshua was standing on that riverbank, he had all kinds of car horns going off in his mind. I'm sure he had uh, hundreds of people complaining, like, really, we're back here? My, my grandpa told me about this place. This is horrible. This is where we all die. And Joshua's standing on this platform, and here comes the roar of God. Heard five miles away, I'm with you. You're not alone. Every place you put your foot is yours. No man can stand against you. This is the message that comes from heaven because he speaks a better word over you. He speaks a better word over me. And when we tap into that voice, I'm telling you, there is a playlist that you can tap into and that I can tap into every day. And it's as easy as you, it's as easy for you as it is for me. I don't get, I don't get for me to miss as it is for you by surrounding ourselves with just the car horns of life. And I'll tell you what, though, when you narrow in on the roar of God, it just doesn't even compare. You can't even hear the car horns anymore because of the power of God's roar. He speaks a better word over you, a proclamation of grace. I wrote this down. When you speak in agreement with heaven, the sound travels for miles. And so the invitation is simple. Build a playlist. Build an incredible playlist. Build a house filled with the fragrance of his voice, with heaven's voice over you. Be intentional about what you're listening to, what you're, you're, you're subjecting yourselves to. And then, man, let's, let's, that, let's let that, that melody from heaven come out of our mouths. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the invitation you've given us, Jesus, of the power of your word, your creative word that created the heavens and the earth, the power that Jesus had to silence even the wind and the waves. And now you speak a better word over us like you did Joshua. And so for each of us, as we stand on the edge of the Jordan River and we face things in our life, the shifts in our life that we didn't expect, God, I pray that you'd give us the courage to silence the car horns of life that you'd reveal to us the playlist of heaven that would speak courage to us, that would remind us of who you are and who we are as your kids. And Father, that this would fill up our cup to overflowing as you promised every day, that you would replace, Lord, the uh, spirit of mourning with the oil of gladness, the spirit of praise that would come out of our mouth Ultimately, God, we would be able to overflow to others. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.